what is up people and i am still dancing because i am still hyped up from my earlier interview with christina garcia if you haven't watched that show please go ahead and watch that one i mean don't leave this one but go ahead watch this one and then go back and check that one out later but i'm also hyped because i got my man scott spears on the line waiting waiting and ready to go and drop some knowledge and some bombs i met this man a few weeks ago through a mutual friend uh, we were both on an episode of her show and just the wisdom and the knowledge that this man was bringing i was left in awe i've checked out his um socials and he is a man who walks his talk and i cannot wait to bring him on so he can share his knowledge his wisdom and his experience with everyone here but as always let me stop babbling and give him a proper intro scott spears is a former global consultant traveling the world for the past 15 years living and working in 52 countries acquiring many lessons in life death love and the importance of balancing physical and mental awareness in our lives Woo! being a past victim of burnouts and death he has traveled a road of recovery in his personal, professional, and love life, which helped him develop a personalized growth roadmap appropriately entitled Time, Life, Self, which is derived from his personal experiences, failures, and success. Additionally, Scott offers business transformation services, training large and small companies in preparing their organizations on how to maximize their efficiencies while reducing stress, anxiety, and eventual burnout to improve focus and increase their overall performance. The foundation of his conscious consulting centers on time management and communication practices resulting to better organization, and productivity. I can tell you what, I so wish I knew Scott back in the day when I was in the corporate world because one of the reasons why I left, I got burnt out like a mug. But without further ado, without any other pre-ramble, let's go ahead and bring on Scott Spears. What is up, my dude? Jay, thank you, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to be on, man. Oh, of course, man. Of course. Like I was saying in your intro, you and I uh, collaborated on a podcast with our mutual acquaintance, Trish, um, the host of Talk Strong. And from that moment on, I was a fan of yours because, dude, like I was saying, I mean what I say. You talk the walk and you walk the talk. You know what I mean? So if we could take it back, what would you say was the start of your transformation into the man you are now? Ooh, yeah, I would say, well, a couple times. Let's go back to when I was 17, I was in okay. Panama in the military. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time ever getting shot at and realizing how precious life is and how it could be gone at any moment. And at that moment, I, I made a promise to myself that, hey, I'm gonna, live life to the fullest. I'm going to see and do all that I can. Of course, I'm a young buck. I don't know anything at that moment. So it's right. like the, the world is big. The world is mm -hmm. out there. I got to go experience it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I did. I did. I, I ran hard. I, I lived hard. 
Um, but about, about three years ago, to answer your question, I hit mm -hmm. a brick wall. I, I slammed into it and I basically died from exhaustion, um, wow. feeling like I could do everything that I was doing, juggle, juggle all of the work that I was doing. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just, I just collapsed one night and, and uh, had to be revived. And the diagnosis was from exhaustion. So that would be the beginning, I would say, the actual beginning to where I am now, because that led me into thinking, okay, I need to fix myself. I need to recuperate. Mm. And the only thing I'm thinking about is physically, right? Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I was in good shape. I was doing Spartan races and, and eating healthy foods and whatnot. Okay. But what happened is I, I totally neglected the mental health mm. aspect of my life. And right. focusing purely on physical, I didn't realize in, a, in sort of a depression, right? So I, and that kind of spiraled me down for the next three years into a, into a deep depression that I had to come out of. And when I came out of it, I realized the importance of balancing mental and physical health. Wow. So I got to formulate my question right. So I wonder what were the challenges you had to face once you realized, you know what, I got to start changing mentally. I'm doing well physically, but what was that process like? Yeah, that was, that was deep because I, it was a process that I had to go through in order to be uh, shaken and woken up. And, and that process was actually the depression. Uh, it was like right before the pandemic, I, I was in a deep, deep depression. I lost 30 pounds. And I, I realized that hey, I got to do something. I, gotta, I need some help. And mm -hmm. realizing I needed help, but I didn't know where to go. And I just had to follow my heart. I, I being, mm -hmm. being in the Army, I knew I had uh, access to the VA, um, some hospitals, and, and, and help through that. But my experiences, they wouldn't be able to help me with what I was going through. Um, so I needed something deeper. I think I needed something more spiritual, something more mm -hmm. internal. So I decided to go to India, and I went to do some yoga therapy at a yoga university. And then I did a 10-day Vipassana meditation where you totally disconnect from the world for 10 days and you don't speak for 10 days. And it really forces you to look inward um, and, and acknowledge everything in your life, past, where you are, and, and how to just disconnect from that, how to release it all. So that's, that's what really helped me. So I, um, I, my, my family thinks I'm crazy because one of, one of my life goals is to meditate with monks and priests and, and learn how to properly sit in silence for a while. Right. And it, for that, it started when I was reading about Gandhi and I was told that Gandhi once a month, he would just be in silence. It doesn't matter who he was talking to 
what he was doing, he would just be in silence. There was like, there's even stories of how he would have to go and meet with like world leaders, like the president of the United States, um, the king and queens of England. And it, and if it fell on the day where he was silent, <laughs> he wouldn't, he still wouldn't speak. So you going 10 days without speaking, what were your struggles at that point? Cause like, did you start it and then like fail? Like how, how does that even work? Yeah. When you, when you arrive at the ashram, um, that's the only time you talk. They give you the instruction, what to expect over the next 10 days. Uh-huh. And they give you a, a locker to, to put your phone, okay. laptop, tablet, whatever you got, even your watch. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is the most th- attached thing I am to, to anything. I mean, phone right. or laptop, forget it. I, I can easily be, be done with that. But my watch, I love to know what time it is. Mm-hmm. So, cause I always like to plan things out. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when going through that, that process, it wasn't really the, the talking or the disconnection disconnecting from from the outside world it was more physical um yeah the physical side was more difficult because you're there for just to meditate uh to look in and and just Mm -hmm. sit there Hmm. and it sounds easy right sitting no no it really doesn't sit there and (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, to some people who don't meditate, they might be like, oh, I can sit down easy for an hour and do nothing for sure. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> right. But no, serious, when, when you're sitting like uh, cross legged, like in, in a lotus position where you're, where you're sure. trying, to, trying to sit there and just mm-hmm. be still for an hour at a time. And you do this not just once a day, you do this like six or seven times throughout the day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and, you just have to be still. The instruction is be still and, and do a body scan. You start from the top of your head mm. and all the way down to your toes. And you just, yeah. you just observe, observe your sensations, your bodily mm-hmm. sensations and what's going right. on. How do you feel? And oh, I, got, I, I have a bum knee, man. And, and uh, every day for the first four days, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit still for four for the full hour, hmm. I'd have to stretch my leg out and be like, yeah. oh, you know, and, and bring it back in and, and right. continue. Uh huh. <laughs> but, but by the fourth day, I, I had to have a serious conversation with myself and say, hey, you, you came here for a reason. You came here mm. to get this knowledge okay. and, and to, yeah. to do this, right? And, and I say, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's Let's just do it. So I put my mind to it. And the next time I sat down and meditated, I sat there and, oh, yeah, body scan. By I don't even know how long it was. It could have been 20 minutes, could have been 30 minutes, whatever. But at that time, my knee was just in excruciating pain. I was just dying. Mm-hmm. But, then it, but then the light bulb clicked on. It was, it was that moment where what they were trying to teach us is mind over matter. And that is when you're, you're doing the body scan and when you feel, mm-hmm. when you notice something like the pain I had in my knee, give right. it the attention and then let it go. Oh. Yeah. That's deep. So that was when I realized <laughs> not, not, uh, it just doesn't have to do with pain. 
It ha- could be with the depression that I had when I went there. It could be mm-hmm. with, with uh, you know, some past hangups that I've had in my life that I just didn't let go, like past relationships or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just like that enlightening moment, like, okay, I'm in control. It's not my body that's in control. It's my mind. So mm-hmm. if I recognize this pain, I can give it the attention, say, all right, I see you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I feel you, but you're not in control. <laughs> I am. And keep moving with your skin. So that it's, it's tough. And, and it's not like you, you, mm-hmm. you can master it in one sitting because mm-hmm. I mean, when I, when I did that, I sat down and I was like, Oh yeah, I got this, you know? <laughs> but the next time I sat down to meditate, it didn't work. I couldn't, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you got me. You got me. So it was a back and forth battle for those 10 days. But right. that lesson was was the most uh, the the biggest thing I took from that meditation. So, Scott, if I can ask, I know a lot of people when I tell them that I meditate, or the simple fact of like you were saying, once you realize you have an issue, recognize it, but then let it go. What would be something tangible that someone could do to help learn how to let it go? Because I know a lot of people, even when they know they have an issue, they still don't let it go. So how would you advise someone to just let things go once they recognize that it's there? Yeah, it's tough. It, I mean, it's it's a practice. And it's, and it's yeah, it's, it's not just a one-time thing. Like I said, mm-hmm. it might come back. And that's another part of that meditation practice is is you're going to have thoughts, mm-hmm. but don't hold on to those thoughts. And that's the whole part of the practice of scanning your body mm-hmm. to keep you in tune with keep moving, keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. those thoughts are going to come regardless. And they might come every day for the next week, month, three months, what have you. Mm-hmm. But the more you let those go, the easier it is to just let it go completely. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it might, it might pop up, but the more you're able to let it go each, each time it's yeah. easier just to, just to let it, let it be. Move now, on. now, Scott, I come from the, well, I don't come from the corporate world, but I've been in the corporate world for a long time. And as I was saying in the intro, that's kind of where I got burnt out. And that was my transitioning into becoming who I am or part of the transition of me becoming who I am now. And I tend to wonder, I know that you help different companies, big and small, how to prevent themselves from getting burnt out. And I know there are a lot of professionals out there when they start hearing about meditating and metaphysical stuff and about being one with yourself and mm, or whatever else, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, woo. They they start to distance themselves, right? They get that glazed look, like, "Oh, come on, man, really." How do you combat stuff like that? Because I know that has to be a challenge in itself, or breaking that wall down when you're trying to help people and they already have this preconceived notion about something that isn't even completely true. That's why I don't even start with meditation. I start with time management. But time management Ooh. is also a code for manifesting. Yeah. Actually, funny because enough, if, you, like, if you're. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, 
funny enough, I remember um, during the call that you and I had with Trish, you had mentioned time management before. So I'm, I'm assuming you're about to go and elaborate about your take on time management. Yeah, definitely. Um, everything for me starts with time management. Um, that's again, why I'm so attached to this watch here, you know, because right. if I know what I have planned for the day, it might not go according to plan, but at least right. I have some direction. I know mm -hmm. what I want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if I have that, then decide. If I'm guessing what I'm going to do next, uh, what I'm going to do in the next hour, you know, I'm kind of at the mercy of someone else's. Yeah. Uh oh. Did I lose you, Scott? Hello, Scott. Did I lose you? I hope not. Well, everyone, when Scott is able to reconnect or maybe it's something on my end, we'll be able to continue that thought because time management is a very important thing. And I know for me, if I don't plan my day, somebody else is going to plan it for me. So I'm not the best at time management. I'm getting there. So it's just one of those things that like when you are able to incorporate knowing when you're going to do X, Y, and Z, it stops all the other distractions from getting in the way. And one second, ladies and gentlemen, Scott isn't back yet, but let me try to. Hey, <laughs> and I believe we have Scott back. Hey, Scott, hey, <laughs> welcome hey, back. Sorry about <laughs> hey, it happens, yeah. man. It happens. So live. again, <laughs> right? So no, um, you were talking, I don't know you were talking where, about where uh, I got cut off. So uh, you were talking about um, the last thing I heard was time management, and you sorry? were going into starting it. Okay, yeah. So, so time management is is uh, another form of manifestation. So, I don't mm -hmm. even start with meditation or anything like that with my clients, because time management is the foundation of having your mm -hmm. life in order or your business, for that matter of fact. If you know what you're going to do the next day, the next hour, the next mm -hmm. week, then automatically stress and anxiety starts to just fall by the weight wayside. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a, an, an agenda or a schedule, your calendar, mm -hmm. then you know what's going to be next in your day um, or, or the next week, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that, you're kind of at the mercy of someone else's schedule, uh, of, of living somebody else's expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what you're going to do, you're automatically going to be stressed because you're just not organized. So that's why I start with uh, time management. And again, it's a form of manifestation because if you have to write down what you want to do, 
mm-hmm. then you're already manifesting what you're going to do. So there's, there's that, that dual lesson in time management mm-hmm. and manifestation at the same time. So I tend to wonder, how do you combat those people who they'll write stuff down and they know what they're going to do, but that habit falls away, which I guess maybe I shouldn't call it a habit because they don't continue it. But those people who don't stay consistent, is there any um, tangible tips you can give for that? Are you there, Scott? Did you hear my question? Did I lose you again, Scott? Yeah, it's kind of breaking up a little bit, but I think you were asking for a tip on on time management. Um, I would say the first thing to do is just to write out everything that you want to do. Not just Mm -hmm. today, but tomorrow. No, Jay, I'm sorry. It's it's a little choppy. I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Gotta love live, everyone. So I was asking for those who aren't staying consistent, for those who might start to Hello, Jay? write their goals out. Yeah, you there? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? So everyone, for those who are staying con- are having trouble staying consistent, I know it a lot of times it boils down to how much you want and what's the priorities in your life are. So if there are, like Scott was saying, for time management, it's always best to write out your goals and then make them a priority. Because if you can, if you say you want to start a business, but you're not researching how to start that business, is it truly a priority? If you spending more time watching TV than you are fulfilling your goals. Is that something that is a priority to you? So can you hear me now, Scott? Kind of not really. Apologize on it. Oh, it's all good, Scott. It's all good. Things happen, man. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, but it's a little little delayed. It's like when I entered the studio, I could hear you. But then when we went split screen, it gets yeah. choppy. Okay, let's let's uh, I think I hear you now. Okay, you're hearing me now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um so I was asking, would you be able to give advice to people who maybe they start writing their goals but they aren't able to continue it? Like they're not staying consistent. Would there be any advice you might be able to give there? Yeah, what I like to do is I like to set alarms in my phone. I, I, Interesting. I, I, I have like probably 10 alarms in a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, nice. For each, or, or, or for each task, yeah? Right. So I don't, I don't just rely on a calendar um, mm-hmm. or, or writing things down. Yeah. I like that extra push from my phone because uh, sometimes, you know, especially with, with, with the social media, et cetera, I mean, you can mm-hmm. easily get distracted on your phone. Yeah. And that's a nice uh, slap in the face if you're scrolling Ooh. through Instagram or something and, and all of a sudden you got an alarm coming up saying, 
hey, you need to finish this. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, let me get off that and, and, and jump back <laughs> on that task. So that's, that's one, one tip I, I would suggest that, that works Ooh. for me. Oh, I, I like that because I never really thought about that because honestly, in this day and age, I try, my, I try my best to limit how much time I'm spending on the phone. But you bring up a very good point about we could be scrolling or doing whatever and then your phone goes off. It's a slap in the face, as you said, to be like, hey, go finish this. Go start this. So, And then if you choose to push that away and then go back into your world, you know you might have a bigger issue to deal with, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And especially how we're so connected. I mean, it's almost like another part of our body these mm-hmm. days. So, I mean, even if it's in another room and I am yeah. might be in the kitchen, uh, I don't know, you know, preparing right. something and I hear that alarm like, oh, okay, I need to get back on schedule. Right. You know? So I'm curious if I could segue for a second. I know um, you have a personal personalized growth development, excuse me, personal growth roadmap. Time, life, self. Would you be able to elaborate on that a little bit? Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, like I said, I start with time management first because, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many coaches out there, so many good self-development programs, uh, classes, etc. And I, for one, have already experienced where if my time isn't isn't organized, then I'm not worth a damn. <laughs> to no, be I agree. Yeah, I I can sign up for for uh, a few self-development courses that I want to do, thinking I'm going to be better for it, but then I realize. I don't even have time for it. Yeah. So I just wasted money or, or I'm not even having the time to, to take the course yet. So mm-hmm. I, I like to start with time management and help people organize their, their mind first. And then mm-hmm. once, once they have the time figured out, then they can focus more on what do they want out of their life? What's, what's important first of all in their life? family, friends, job, you know, mm-hmm. all, all of the usual things. And then, and then once we get that, we can factor that in to your time management, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a step-by-step. You first fix your time where you are right now. Okay. Everything that you want to do, et cetera, everything that you are doing, I should say. And then we look at what's important in your life, your kids, your family, your friends. You want to have time for all of those how can we fit that into your schedule as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you have time for that. You set aside time for those things that are important um, right. to you like that. And then the last step is self, which is where we have to take a step back and relearn the definition mm-hmm. of being selfish. Uh, as, as we're mm. growing up, we're always taught being selfish is, is bad is negative, but I, I beg to differ. I choose to look at selfish more as a, as a positive term these days where we have to be selfish in order to, to look in and see what is important to me. Not necessarily what society is expecting from me, like having the American dream, going to get the house, car, family, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. which is great for a lot of people. Um, but like from in my instance, that wasn't me. 
I, I had the nine to five. I had the the house, the family, the car, et cetera, you know, right. and I was living that American dream, but I wasn't living my dream. What was the promise I gave to myself when I was in the military getting shot at at 17 years old, where mm-hmm. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to go experience all I can, learn all I mm-hmm. can, see all I can. And that was the honest me. That was me being honest to myself. Right. And I had to realize that again. Mm-hmm. And and once I did, for a second, I was like, oh, no, but I can't do that. I, I'm, I'd, I'd be selfish, you know? Um, mm-hmm. What about you know, my, my family in California? I won't be able to see them for, you know, how long? Like, like right now, I haven't seen my, 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 my yeah, it hurts, but at the same time, they understand that I'm being honest and, and true to myself, living my life, not their mm. life, yeah. anybody else's life. So that's that's where the last step of self, we go mm. inside and look at and, and, and give yourself the opportunity to be selfish and see what you want in your life. And then we make a plan to achieve it. Ah, I love uh, that, man. I, I love that. So I I tend to wonder you um as you were speaking you were reminding me of I have privilege to know that you are starting a clinic in Colombia are you able to talk about that now or did I just spoil something yeah. No not at all not at all it's it's under construction still unfortunately it's going longer than expected but right. uh yeah I'm 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 constructing a well Center, private wellness uh-huh. disconnect, and if they, especially with with COVID and sometimes being on lockdown or mm-hmm. just the whole new scenario, like you know, you have the kids home all the time, going uh, taking the virtual classes and mm-hmm. everything, and it's not just at work that you can that you can get burned out, but you can get burned out at home in your own personal life if you don't take right. care of yourself. So mm-hmm. this wellness center I'm, I'm building is it's not, not anything big. It's not for, you know, like these mass groups of people. It's for one person at a time or mm-hmm. a couple. If uh, a lot of couples are having some issues now and could use a disconnect together. And, and I just teach some wellness practices, uh, meditation, mm-hmm. do some yoga, you know, the usuals, but also it's, it's, it's very personalized. Okay. So what, what do they want out of it? And then I would design a program to fit that need. But it's all sustainable practices. I don't want anybody to come there and just receive wellness practices and not take anything away from it. I want to teach them something that they can take mm-hmm. home with them and continue to practice to improve their mental well-being. I, I love it, dude. I already, I've already told you, real talk. You get this this place up and running. You're gonna see me and the fam down there in Colombia getting some wellness on yoga, meditation, all that lovely stuff. Cause I was exactly up my alley. Awesome. So with that being said, let's go ahead and transition to one of my favorite parts of the show: the bike the bullet questions. Now let's Scott has not seen these. Scott has not seen these questions. He, I'm sure he is shaking with his mug as he drinks. Are you ready, Scott? Are you ready for these? I'm ready. Ready. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Oh, all right. 
What motivates you to do what you do? I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. Uh, the mistakes that I made in my life and, and mm -hmm. not being able to recognize burnout to the point where I died. So that's the last thing I would want for anybody in their life. So if I can teach anybody what I've gone through, my mistakes, my lessons learned, that's, that's my, my calling right now. Yes. What is the one common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? Uh, we're, we're not perfect. Uh, even though I teach time management, <laughs> I've got my hangups as well. <laughs> um, when, when, when I was, I mean, everything was totally planned. And when I would get home, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be organized or totally planned. I needed a little managed chaos, as I call it, to, right. to keep my life interesting. Mm -hmm. But then I also realized that, no, I, you know, I got to practice what I preach in my own life as well. So, yeah, we're not perfect. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a journey. It's not a destination, as they say. I love it. I love it. Okay. What's one thing you wish you had known? before you began this career? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I would say how to follow my intuition. Ooh. How to follow my intuition. Um, because I kind of felt, okay, before, before all of this started, I, I felt like okay. I needed a change. I needed a change in my life. Um, and maybe I might not have died earlier if I would have listened to that little voice inside. But I just kept pushing, 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 and ego took over. So I would mm -hmm. say, yeah, follow my intuition would be something I wish I would have known at the beginning. Agreed, agreed. If you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, good one. Uh, let's say Jesus, the prophet Muhammad, and Buddha, just because I want to stir the pot. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh, man. Hey, hey, you know what's funny? Even if you were to try to stir the pot in that kind of a dinner situation, <laughs> those three individuals, I don't think you'd be able to. You know what I'm saying? No, no. It would be interesting, though. It would be an interesting conversation. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it definitely would. It definitely would be. Oh, man. that's Oh, yeah. I like that one. Uh, I think that's the first time I've heard anyone. I mean, I've had people say Jesus. I've heard people say Buddha, but never the combination of three different spirit um, religious heads that's okay i like that hey you never know we might be living in a different world if they all came together at one time you know <laughs> right exactly so what is something people would be surprised to know about you that they don't already know ah let's see yeah i already said uh i, I I sometimes don't practice. Ah, yeah, that's a tough one. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Let's say, um, yeah, you stumped me on that one. Uh, 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess I would have to say the same thing as before that I wasn't organized and I wasn't well organized and with my time management before. Mm-hmm. So that actually helped bring me into the depression that I don't think a lot of people knew that I was in at the time. So well, that's, that's fair enough, man. Repeating that answer. That's completely fine, particularly in this situation. Cause I know there's a lot of people um, I go by the moniker Mr. Positivity and a lot of people just assume that I'm happy, go lucky rainbows and unicorns every day, all day. And I'm like, I'm human, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's one thing you failed at and what did you learn? and physical health. I've always been highly active in sports and mm-hmm. races and taking care of myself physically. Uh, I, I practice meditation, but not like I do now, and, and yoga, but it was more of just kind of going through the motions, like, okay, this is supposed to be good for me, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to disconnect. But I really didn't have that connection of, of the mental health aspect with mm-hmm. it. So yeah, the balance of physical and and mental health. Okay, all right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? When I'm able to help somebody. Uh, when when I'm coaching somebody, uh, well, like for instance, I'm I'm helping a little girl with mindfulness lessons. Uh, mm-hmm because she's having problems concentrating in her virtual classes. And when, when I hear the feedback from the teachers that how much she's improved with, with her focus and, and participation in the class and everything, and just the improvement, it just makes me ha- so happy, uh, delighted to no end. Nice. I like that. Okay. So, Scott, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Mm. These days, I would just put love more. And I think I think just because of what, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel, I'm not, I don't want to get political, but mm-hmm. the last couple weeks, let's say, it just seems like there's a little bit more calm in the world, uh, not as much agitation. And I would just like everybody to, to be reminded to love more and, and let's, let's keep moving forward. I, I, again, not get, like you said, not getting political, but I think I absolutely agree. <laughs> what advice would you give someone <laughs> What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Uh, um, make time for yourself. Make time for yourself. You're going to be honest with yourself. You're going to be true with yourself. Mm-hmm. So whatever message you want to give and whatever you want to, to contribute uh, through your career, make sure you're not copying somebody else. Because we're all we're all different, and we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. 
that, mm-hmm. that we can all sh- uh, learn and share with each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, make time for yourself, connect with yourself and make sure you're being authentic with, with whatever you're doing. I like that. I like that. Okay. What's the most important thing you've learned so far in your life and why? How to slow down. How to slow down. Uh, like, like I mentioned before, the promise I gave myself was, you know, uh, getting shot at. Okay, go. You're going to go, 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 go. You know, go experience the world. Go see all you can do. Mm-hmm. Everything. And, and I did, but I needed to learn that to pace myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back in Bali, let's say, mm-hmm. I still wanted to go see everything that I could. Uh, for some reason, I kind of had this this feeling mm-hmm. inside that I'm gonna die. I can die at any moment. Mm. And that mentality made me want to just go, 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 go and experience without taking it in, you know? So it was like taking right. a picture, but without really enjoying the moment. So that's, that was, that was the biggest lesson for me to, to learn is, is how to slow down and just be in the moment. I like that. It's, it's almost like do and see as much as you can, as slow as you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Scott, in your opinion, what is the best tip for making the world a better place? Broke up a little bit. I was asking, in your opinion, what is the best tip for making the world a better place? Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Um, one thing that I, I used to love doing when I was traveling uh, all over the world was just smiling to people. Didn't matter, you know, if they were what they were doing, uh, what profession they were. Uh, mm. If I could get someone to smile back, that that made the difference to me. And only one place didn't work: a uh, little country called Georgia in Middle Asia. Every huh. day, I, I would go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, early morning and this little old lady out there sweeping, sweeping the street, you know, real old school. Yeah. And I walk by and, you know, and, and smile and, you know, she, she just would smile and it got to me. <laughs> that was the only one that I, that I can remember that would not smile back. And that's the right. only one that stuck with me. You know, everybody else is like, Hey, and it's just like a nice vibe, you know? Uh huh. Man, uh, uh, uh. like you said, old school, but I like that, though. I like that. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Hmm. Save money. (laughs) Save some money. Very true. Very true. Yes, most definitely. (laughs) Because... I can die any minute, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, screw it, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. But then again, if, if I didn't do that, I'd probably look back with that same question. Now, mm-hmm. if I did save money and you asked me that question now, I'd probably say spend money. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Very true. Very true. 
So, Scott, we only have a few questions left, and they're going to get harder, man. All right. What are you afraid of? Drowning. Drowning is a is a fear of mine. Yeah, I I, I used to surf. Haven't surfed for a while. Huh. I'm inland now. Um, and I, I had a pretty harrowing experience in El Salvador one one day. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was doing something I shouldn't have done, and I was out there alone, early morning mm-hmm. surfing. Right. Usually you should be surfing with others. And no, the undertow got me, and and I. I almost didn't make it of dying and again i think it kind of kind of uh gave me a boost into let's do more let's see more let's mm-hmm. let's experience more again cuz cuz that was about the same time maybe about a year before i actually died yeah. from exhaustion but yeah drowning is is not cool <laughs> no, not really. No, I don't think there's many people who like drowning. So. <laughs> yeah, that would be the fear of mine, right there. Oh man, okay. If in 150 years science fails to save us all, Scott, and the only thing that is left is a book about your life, what would the title be, and what would the back say? Oh, good one. I would say rekindled phoenix. Yeah, because the phoenix is is a yeah. symbolism of rebirth, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. I I think we have a misconception in our lives where you can only have one rebirth in mm-hmm. your life. And I feel I've been reborn, let's say if that's a word, uh, mm-hmm. uh a, a few times in my life. And yeah. And you know we all have our ups and downs. So yeah, on on the on the back of the book, I guess I would put like a like a sine wave, kind of like a heartbeat, right? That mm-hmm. we that we all have our ups, we all have our downs. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's what I would put as a, as a symbolic uh, gesture to 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 life that we all have ups and downs, and and that it, it's it's never the end. Right. I love that. You know what? I think I'd pick that book up in a heartbeat. All right. Okay. All right. So now, what are the best resources that you, that have helped you along the way? <laughs> Did you hear the question, Scott? No, sorry. You, you oh, oh, I broke up. A little bit. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, I like listening to a gentleman named Sadhguru out of India. Okay. And uh, he's 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 kind of a tough philosopher. Huh. Um, he he's he's really good. It, you can just type in Sadhguru in YouTube uh-huh. and listen to any of his stuff. Um, but he he's he's kind of a modern day uh you you know the guys that they talk about you climb the mountain to go get your knowledge yeah he's he's a guy you go talk to who's sitting on his motorcycle (laughs) (laughs) um but he's got crazy knowledge Uh (laughs) uh-huh 
Yeah, and he and he um, he's really straightforward, um, and and he's not mm. over the top where where you feel like you're you have to be new age and listen to this. But no, he breaks everything down like in in modern terms and and gives you very good examples. And no, he mm-hmm. he's a good guy to listen to. And another one that's a little deeper is Alan Watts, and. Mm. Uh, he really makes you think. He speaks a lot on Taoism. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you just want your mind blown, just listen to anything from Alan Watts, any of his lectures. <laughs> and right. yeah, thank me later. <laughs> okay. All right. So when I give you that random email of, thank you, Scott, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So definitely. <laughs> okay. I wrote them both down. So I'm going to check them out. So this is the cool. last question. I always say the the hardest for last, right? All right. So, Let's Scott, where can our listeners connect with you online to get in touch with you? Uh, the best place? I mean, I've got my email right here. Let's see, mm-hmm. like this. Scott at scottjspears.com if anybody's got any questions or, or wants some insight. Um, the next best place is on my Instagram. Um, I've been putting a lot of work there. A lot of tips. Uh, I've got a self-growth program for 2021 where I'm helping people with time management, self-organization, transformation, and their energy all in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. So this quarter, I'm, I'm posting a lot of time management uh, tips, and that's on Instagram at time underscore life underscore self. And my webpage is www.scottjspears.com. Nice. I, I love it. And Scott, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. Um, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, um, but I want to be respectful of your time. And before I let you go, are there any final thoughts or pearls of wisdom you just love to share with the audience before I officially say I do? Yeah, I would just say, like I said earlier, love more, everybody. You know, smile at your neighbors, smile at everybody. And let's just bring the positive back in the world right now. Absolutely. And with that being said, this has been Bite the Bullet. We will catch you in the next one. Thank you, Jay.